Welcome to Women Wanting Women, where we explore topics that matter to women like us. We talk about being a woman, attracting women, and becoming more powerful women by developing more self-confidence and always reaching for the next level in our self-actualization. I'm your hostess, lesbian love coach Jordana Michelle. And if you're interested in finally finding the woman of your dreams, so you can be best friends who learn and grow together, share dreams together, have adventures together, and share passionate intimacy together, then also check out my website, womenwantingwomen.com, because it's packed with free resources that can help you. For example, there are free quizzes you can take, including one that will tell you what might be standing in your way of finding love and another that will tell you what qualities the woman of your dreams will find most attractive about you when you meet her. There are free video tutorials you can watch that explain why women do the things they do and how you can navigate the frustrating world of lesbian dating with confidence, even if you're feeling lonely and desperate. There are free guides you can download to learn the secrets of how to avoid rejection, heal from heartbreak, and find epic lesbian love, And there's a free matchmaking survey you can fill out in case I already know the woman of your dreams. All of that is available now on womenwantingwomen.com. And if you want lesbian dating advice from me more often, follow me on Instagram at jordana.michelle. But before we go any further, let me tell you a story about the time I hit rock bottom in dating. I was 29 years old single, and extremely sexually frustrated because I had ended my last relationship over a year before, but in that entire stretch of time since things ended with my ex, I hadn't connected with anyone I was attracted to who wanted me back. So even though my law firm was doing great, I was in amazing shape, and I had an awesome social life, I was still always walking around feeling just a little bit miserable because I was so lonely and I hadn't had any kind of physical intimacy in over a year. It was a pretty tough time. But this one night, I met up with a few friends at the Stonewall Inn and there was someone new they were hanging out with who I was super attracted to. And I don't remember how it happened, but we ended up making out and she invited me back to her place because it was only a few blocks away. All we did was kiss, but I ended up sleeping over that night And while I was lying there, I remember how excited I was about her. I was so relieved to have met someone. I thought she was absolutely adorable. Plus she was smart and funny and had a great job. And I wanted more and more and more of her, as much as I could get. I left her apartment the next morning and was so happy that I texted literally all of my best friends on the walk home to tell them the news. And I found photos of her from all the socials and I sent them around so everyone who I cared about could see what this special someone looked like. But unfortunately, when I texted her later that day, she never even wrote me back. And because I was so desperate, I tried again a few days later and then a week later, but those messages got ignored too. And any time I ever saw her when we were out, she would awkwardly try to avoid me as if she regretted ever having let me close. So however bad I felt before that night, this only made it worse. Because loneliness is a mindfuck. 
And rejection is a mindfuck. You can start to see yourself as someone others don't want to choose. You can start to think there's something wrong with you that other women are able to notice, but that you don't know how to change. And the longer it goes on, the worse it gets. And for all I knew, since I had been completely alone for a full year before that night, I was liable to have to wait another full year or more before I met another woman I liked that much. So as that week went on without her writing me back, I was a mess. I didn't feel like going out or doing anything. But I had already committed a while back to joining my friend David to see a play his clients had produced and to having dinner together afterwards. And when we sat down to eat, he could tell I was in a really bad way. So he asked why. And I told him, I met a woman I liked, we made out, but then she rejected me. And he was like, okay, that sucks. But it's just one woman. Who cares? And I said, well, she's the first and only person I've liked in a year who actually gave me a chance. And he was like, okay, so get out there more. You'll find someone else. Why harp on this one person you barely even know? And I said, no, you don't understand how this works for lesbians. I get out there all the time, but it doesn't matter because our dating pool is tiny, minuscule, non-existent. Because for starters, only like 10% of the female population is gay. And of that 10%, only a small fraction of them are my type. And of that fraction, only a fraction of them are interested in women who present the way I do. And of that tiny portion, Only an even smaller fraction are people I can relate to in the first place. So when you work the numbers and look at it objectively, the chances of me actually finding someone are so low, it's frightening. And my situation is completely impossible. So that's what I said to him. And after listening closely and hearing me out, David looked at me very seriously and said, Jordana, you are being a total wuss right now. You are in full wuss mode. He said that entire line of reasoning I just mapped out for him was complete bullshit. He said the real reason I was single was because of the stories I was telling myself about the dating pool and because I had already defeated myself by convincing myself that the love I'm looking for is unobtainable. Because once you believe something is impossible for yourself, it becomes impossible. Because the mind can't find something that it doesn't think is there. And even though you and I both know that David has no idea what he's talking about because he has no idea what it's like to be a lesbian, let me first ask you a question. Have you ever heard of that experiment with the guy in the gorilla suit? There was this psychological study back in like the 90s where they asked these subjects to watch a video of people passing a basketball back and forth to each other and to count the number of times the ball changed hands. Well, after the counting was over, the researchers asked the subjects, did you see the gorilla? And most of them didn't even know what the researcher was talking about. What gorilla? But when they played back the video for the subjects to rewatch, they would clearly see that in the middle of the basketball being tossed around, 
A dude dressed in a full body gorilla suit walked right in the middle of the players and waved his arms around and then walked back off the court. It was so absurd that if you were merely watching the video, it would be impossible to miss. But since the subjects were so focused on counting the number of passes, more than half of them didn't see the gorilla. This proves that humans have selective attention and we don't notice what we don't expect to notice, even when it's something as glaringly obvious as a person dressed in a gorilla suit walking in the middle of the screen you're watching. And this is a big deal because most of us don't realize how powerful our minds are or how much our expectations and beliefs shape the reality we live in. And we don't understand how much of the world becomes invisible to us when we're not looking with the right mindset. And David told me I was being a wuss that night because I was whining, feeling sorry for myself, and complaining about the world when in fact it was my own fault and my own thinking that was creating the problem. I didn't want to hear it at the time. But the reason I was having such an awful dry spell wasn't because of the size of the lesbian community. It was because I was completely blinding myself with my negative attitude. I believed that dating was unforgivably difficult. I believed that finding love was going to be nearly impossible. That's why David told me I needed what he called a new global metaphor a new and better way of framing the world in my mind. So he asked me, if you were to believe something that's the exact opposite of the belief you currently hold, what would that be? I hated this question because it's so annoying. I believe what I believe. I see the world the way I see it. And I didn't appreciate being prodded by him. And I didn't think his silly little exercise would make any difference. But just to hear him out and to avoid being called a wuss, I thought about it for a few seconds and I said, okay, the opposite of what I'm thinking right now is that hot lesbians are actually everywhere. But I said to him, the problem is they're not. They're not everywhere. And he said, not for you. Not while you're walking around with that attitude. But tell me something, Jordana. Are there other lesbians who have an easier time dating than you do? And I had to admit, the answer to that was yes. Plenty of queer women were having an easier time finding women to date than I was having. For example, I knew this one lesbian who used to constantly repeat the same dumb joke. That good women are like buses. Because another one comes around every 15 minutes. This lesbian, she was cocky, not particularly hygienic, and she didn't even treat her girlfriends very nicely. But somehow, she always ended up with partners who were smarter, better looking, and more successful than she was. I never understood how she was able to pull that off, but I had to admit that David had a point. For her, hot lesbians really were everywhere. Anytime she was single, she always found love again much faster and easier than I did. Because no matter what challenge we face in life, No matter how dire and hopeless conditions around us may feel, 
Somehow there will always be some people who get lucky and get ahead because they're open when others are closed and they see opportunities that others miss and they have a more confident, attractive attitude. What David was trying to get me to understand that night was that the stories we tell ourselves matter. Because when you're focused on the wrong thing and you don't expect the guy in the gorilla suit to be there, you don't see him, even if he walks in the middle of the screen and starts waving his arms in the air. And when you don't expect that you're going to find the right woman, you're not going to notice the amazing women around you when opportunities arise for you to connect. Our minds are like search engines. Everyone knows how Google works. You have to give it keywords that point towards what you're looking for in order for the index to find it. And our subconscious works the exact same way. If you want your inner search engine to find you better results, you have to give it better prompts. That night with David, even though I didn't think it would work, I decided to give my search engine a new and better prompt. So starting right there at dinner with David, I adopted hot lesbians are everywhere as my mantra. And from that moment on, I began forcing myself all day long to repeat the words, I'm so grateful that hot lesbians are everywhere. I'm so grateful that hot lesbians are everywhere. I'm so grateful that hot lesbians are everywhere. And I would say it over and over because the mind learns by repetition. And I wanted that to be my reality. So I made it my sacred mission to repeat that sentence in my head constantly while in the shower, commuting to work, cooking meals, running errands, working out. And anytime any of my friends complained about it being hard to meet queer women, I'd stop them before they can convince me and I'd say, no, actually, hot lesbians are everywhere. And for anyone wondering how this worked for me, less than a month after that dinner with David, I met Gwendolyn, who I went on to date for four years. So it only took me one month to go from hitting my absolute rock bottom in dating to meeting my next serious girlfriend. Because when you change your thoughts, you change your reality. I strongly believe that the biggest challenge lesbians face in dating is the pervasive belief in our community that it's harder for us to find partners than it is for other demographics. Even if you never thought this yourself, if you spend enough time around other lesbians, they'll tell you the idea over and over and reinforce it for you. And trust me, I'm not pointing fingers. I was part of the problem. Just ask David. But the more we believe that the love we want isn't out there, the more it messes up our focus. So we don't notice the women who would be a good fit for us when they pass through our lives. The same way the people in the experiment counting the basketball passes missed seeing the guy in the gorilla suit. That's why I end all of my podcasts and videos by saying that hot lesbians are everywhere, that love is real, and that the woman of your dreams is on her way into your life in perfect timing. Although actually I've updated that and now I end it with keep remembering that hot lesbians are everywhere, that love is real, and that if you're not already in an amazing relationship, someone will be showing up in your life to share that with you in absolutely perfect timing. You can let me know whether you like the new one or the old one better, but I say this at the end of every podcast and video 
because it's so important for you to believe it. And I keep saying it over and over because the mind learns by repetition. And changing this one mindset is probably the most important step you should take if you're single and trying to find a partner. So if you're not in a relationship, but you want to be, here's an exercise we can do together that will really help. Start by either taking out a piece of paper and something to write with, or a new note on your phone. And on the top of the page, write down the words, I believe these are the reasons why I'm single. And then take a few minutes today, tomorrow, and once a day for the next week or two to try and fill that page up with as many answers to that question as you can. This probably won't be a fun exercise because it forces us to admit to our insecurities and fears and all the things we don't want to see in ourselves. But the reason why making this list is so important is that this is the stuff we're thinking to ourselves subconsciously. And we believe it's true about us, even if it's not. But by putting these thoughts down in writing, we can pull them apart and analyze them objectively. So they're not just haunting our confidence in the background. For everything you write down on that list, ask yourself, where'd you learn to think this thought? Who's the first person who said it to you or made you feel this way? And is it even true in the first place? And does thinking this to yourself help you or does it hurt you? The truth is we don't have to believe everything we think. And once you write down this list, having it handy will help you recognize what the landscape of your inner game currently looks like so you can do something about it. A few years ago, I ordered a ton of little stickers that say hot lesbians are everywhere and I handed them out at the Dyke March during Gay Pride in New York City. And since I still have a bunch left over, I'm officially announcing this podcast's very first giveaway. If you want stickers for you and your friends that say hot lesbians are everywhere, just send me your mailing address to jordana at womenwantingwomen.com with the subject line hot lesbians are everywhere stickers, and I'll send five of them to each of the first 10 of you who emails me. Now I wanna hear from you. Do you like this podcast format of me talking solo, sharing my stories and ideas? If so, then email me at jordana at womenwantingwomen.com and let me know you want more episodes like these and tell me what other topics you'd want me to talk about. And if you're new to Women Wanting Women, I want to let you know that there are tons of free dating advice videos and resources on my website that help explain why women do the things they do and that give you practical advice for building your confidence, avoiding rejection, healing from heartbreak, and finding the love you long for. And if you haven't already done so, open up your podcast app and subscribe to Women Wanting Women right now. And while you're there, leave a review and share it with any of your queer friends who are single and frustrated with lesbian dating. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, keep remembering that hot lesbians are everywhere, that love is real, and that if you're not already in an amazing relationship, someone will be showing up in your life to share that with you in absolutely perfect timing. And I'll catch you next time on Women Wanting Women.